Amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. How are we doing this evening? We're doing all right? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 444. Hymn 444. We're just going to come out of the blocks on fire for the Lord this morning. And afterwards, we'll have a word of prayer. And if you sing really well, you may be seated on the subsequent hymns. Amen. Amen. Hymn 444. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one that's silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. Amen. And someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Though often tempted, tormented and tested, and like the prophet, my pillow a stone. And though I find here no permanent dwelling. I know he'll give me a mansion my own. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder Nevermore wonder, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely. I'm not discouraged. I'm heaven bound. Amen. Just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want a mansion, a harp and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. Wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. 
hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are pure as gold heavenly father thank you so much for your promises lord Father, you said in your word, Lord, by way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you went, that you're going to go prepare a place for us, Father. And that in that promise, Lord, it's not just any place. It's not even a room. But you have prepared a mansion for us, Lord, for those who have repented and believed and trusted in you, Lord. And Father, we're just so thankful, Father, that we can stand on those promises tonight. Just pray, Lord, that you just bless your beloved people, Father, that uh, you've placed upon their hearts, Lord, to come out to hear the word tonight. We pray, Lord, that you bless the teaching and the preaching of your word this evening. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. And you may be seated for this next one since you sang so beautifully on the last one, hymn 497, hymn 497. I believe tonight we're still uh, teaching out of the uh, book of Daniel. So we're going to do 497, Dare to Be Daniel. Amen. Amen. Hymn 497. Sing along. Our standing by a purpose true, heeding God's command. Honor them, the faithful few, all hail to Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. Many mighty men are lost, daring not to stand. Who for God had been a host by joining Daniel's band? Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm. Dare to make it known. Many giants, great and tall, stalking through the land. Headlong to the earth would fall if met by Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm. Dare to make it known. Are many giants, great and tall, stalking through the land. Headlong to the earth would fall, met by Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to alone, dare to make a purpose firm, dare to make it known. And dare to sing the same verse twice, huh? Last verse, here we go. Hold the gospel banner high unto victory grand. Satan and his host defy and shout for Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. Amen. We're kind of getting the hang of that one, amen. Sounds pretty good. Well, how many of you have your bulletins from Sunday? All right. Well, if you don't, pick one up out there. 
All right, and read those. I mean, everything is is uh, staying pretty current. Sewing class, it says the 22nd, so please don't forget about that, ladies. And um, Brother Shelton, you you can come if you want to, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> just in case, if y'all want to come sew, you know. But Saturday, all right, the 22nd, don't forget about that. Soul winning, 930. Amen. Don't forget about that as well. Prayer books, the sign-up, pardon me, the sign-up sheet is out here on the bulletin board, so please, if you'd like to have one of those, there's quite a few names on there, but that's okay. The more, the better. Amen. Can't have too many people praying, amen? There you go. So uh, just go ahead, and if you'd like to do that, please sign up for that. Uh, also, please... Uh, uh, don't forget that if you have not turned in your faith promise, uh, please do that. We've had some turned in even so tonight, uh, and there's still time. We'll, the, um, our year runs through the end of this month, and then the first Sunday of November, we'll start our new uh, faith promise. So uh, you're still time to turn these in. Uh, we, uh, from the cards that we've had come in, we've already had an increase, so I praise the Lord for that. And, uh, you know, faith promise is not uh, always about increase. Amen. Uh, faith promise is about continuing, just like our theme has said this year. So, uh, but we ha- but it, the, the people that get involved in the Lord speaks to their heart, and they do that. And you know what? When we increase, God increases. Amen. And, yes, yes. amen. When we increase, God increases. Because he says, give, and it shall be given unto you. The same way we give to God, he gives it back, So, uh, which is thankful. So please, you have a, another two weeks, two Sundays to turn these in, so please do not forget about that, okay? Uh, prayer sheets. How many of you, uh, have anyone need a prayer sheet? If you do, please just uh, raise your hand. Brother Reggie needs one. Brother uh, Benjamin, please, sir. Um, but uh, please remember these on our list. Oh, Miss Sheila needs one, too. Um, so uh, don't forget about these that are on here. If you do have someone that needs to be on here, please uh, fill out one of those uh, prayer sheets, and we'll put those on there. Brother Marco, uh, he's out of town now for uh, a couple of weeks, so on vacation, went up to uh, see his new grandbaby, so uh, he's taking a few days off, so y'all pray for them. They left out Tuesday, uh, so please keep them in your prayers while they uh, while they travel, all right, and um, so uh, I know he would appreciate that. He may be even listening tonight on uh, uh, live stream. So, uh, but keep them uh, in your prayers, all right. Also, re- a special request for uh, the Carwile family. Uh, their son-in-law passed away the other day. Young man, thirty-five, I believe it was thirty-seven, somewhere in there. Uh, they're not sure why he had some uh, heart attack and had some problems. So. They're supposed to uh, check on him, but pray or do an autopsy. So pray for the the family, left a wife and two children. So uh, keep them uh, in your prayers, all right, uh, for the Carwile family. Uh, Also pray for, please continue to pray for my dad. Uh, He's doing good. His health, he's getting a little stronger. I talked to him yesterday. He's back down at the office. But Sunday, now he didn't tell me, my, uh, my sister told me, but Sunday he retired, and uh, but he uh, he didn't tell me. Uh, you know, my sister told me, uh, but for him to tell me or talk about it, it makes it real. 
And, uh, you know, so that's just, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that's old school, but that's old school, you know. And so the less, less you talk about things, the more, the less real it seems. And so for a pastor to retire, uh, I'm telling you, that's a big step. And uh, he's not retired from preaching, uh, but he has retired from pastoring, and he, he needed to do that. His health just will not allow him uh, to pastor. And uh, he, he went to church Sunday, went to Sunday school, and went to Sunday morning. But he told me, he said, man, he said, I was wore out by the time I got home after lunch Sunday. So he just hasn't quite got his strength back. So please continue to uh, pray for him. Also, under special missionary request, please remember to pray for Miss Tori Leslie. She's coming back in December to have some knee surgery done, but they need a place to stay while they're here, so uh, somewhere in the Mansfield area. So if you'd please keep them uh, in your prayers, uh, I would appreciate that too, and I know they will as well. But please pray. We've got some folks that are still under the weather. Some got a cough that's hanging on, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, but let's pray now that we have a good day Sunday. Because when you have a long week, like Wednesday through a Sunday, even though we've had a few days this week to kind of recuperate, recover, uh, there seems some, most times there's always a letdown the Sunday following. Well, let's be abnormal with that, okay? Uh, let's, let's, let me encourage you and call someone, uh, just send them a text, let them know you're praying for them, and uh, that let, and let's have a good day Sunday. I mean, the choir, uh, all the special music was awesome this past Sunday. I mean, uh, I didn't know this, but Brother uh, Brother DeVito and, and Brother Wujin told me that the choir sang so loud Sunday that this, it, this light popped and went out over here. You know? Now, I, didn't, I had my back turned, so I didn't know that, but you know what? Amen, choir, just keep it up. Amen, that's awesome. Uh, let's just pop some more, amen? Uh, in fact, we ought to do it while the congregation's singing a little bit. Amen. We ought to just rattle it around here every once in a while and just uh, praising the Lord and thanking Him for what He's done. But uh, but uh, it was just a great mission conference, amen? Uh, the preachers did an excellent job. Uh, brother, I found out some things about Brother Ward. Uh, he is uh, extremely, uh, he does not have very much uh, support, uh, financial support uh, on the field, and uh, so, uh, and I had another missionary tell me about that, and they said, so they were thankful that Central Park had taken them, him on for support, because they said he is a giver, he gives to that ministry, and gives to those people, and you could tell by the way he was preaching, boy, his heart is all over that, yeah. and God's using him, so they were thankful uh, for Central Park and the way we treated the, him. And man, he is excited about going back. Uh, he told me uh, uh, Sunday, he said, Preacher, I've had my ticket for months. And he said, I'm ready to go back uh, to where God's called me. So uh, I'm excited for them. So pray for all of our missionaries. They're ready to go back uh, to the field and uh, keep them in your prayers. But pray for our day Sunday that the Lord will help us have another great day. Pray that somebody gets saved this coming Lord's Day. Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. We'll pray for these, and we'll pray for our offering uh, as well. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for prayer. I'm thankful, Lord, that, God, that you are our source of power. God, it's not by uh, our or my oratory skill or, or by the way we do things, Lord. The only way we're able to accomplish anything is 
through the power of Almighty God. And, I'm, and I pray, Lord, that you'd please fill us with the Spirit of God tonight, Lord, and help us to realize it's by the Spirit of God that we are able to accomplish and do anything. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, please help us, Lord, to just uh, stay in your perfect will, to walk in your footsteps, Lord, and, uh, God, that you would direct us in everything that we do. We thank you, Lord, for the good uh, mission conference that we had, for the preachers that preached, Lord, as they uh, challenged our hearts, Lord, but we, we're thankful most of all for the Spirit of God that's in this place, and, Lord, how you dwell in this place and in the hearts of our people. Uh, Lord, it's, uh, I pray, God, that you just continue to work through us, and may we uh, make ourselves available for the moving of the Spirit of God, Lord, through us. And, and, Lord, if we'll just be a willing vessel, Lord, there's no telling where we might be this time next year. So please help us, Lord. I pray, God, that you would add to this church family. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would save souls and reclaim the backslidden, Lord. And, God, that, uh, Lord, we'll just see great and mighty things that we know not in this year to come, Father, if you don't come back. And, and Lord, we give you the praise for it. I'm thankful God, for what you're going to do, and I'm, and I'm thankful for our folks, Lord, who uh, God are willing to allow you to use them, and I pray, God, that we will continue in 2023, Lord, if you don't come back before this year's over, I pray, God, that we will set our hearts and our sights on 2023, Lord, and we will, uh, Lord, purpose in our hearts to do, uh, to stay close to you, Lord, and to do more and to do better than what we did in 2022 but we cannot do it lord without your help and without your strength so lord please help us lord be with these that we've mentioned tonight lord i pray for the marcos as they're out lord on some time away i pray god that you'd give them traveling graces lord i pray god for the carwile family and uh lord in in the loss of the, their son-in-law god i pray for uh pray for the family lord and ask you god to be with them give them wisdom comfort them Lord, I also pray for Dad, God, as he's retired from pastoring. And, and uh, Lord, that's a, a, always a difficult decision for any pastor. And I know, Lord, beyond a shadow of doubt that he did not take that lightly, Lord, and it was a burden upon his heart. But So, God, I pray that you'd help him, strengthen him, Lord, in his health. And, uh, God, I pray that you'd be with that church. And, Lord, that uh, during this time, God, the, the old devil will do his best to try to sneak in and, and cause... Uh, uh, discord uh, among the brethren, Lord, and, and I pray, God, that you'll not allow that to happen, Lord, but you'd please bless in a special way, Lord, there at Springtown Baptist Temple. Lord, we also pray, God, for Miss Lori, uh, Tori Leslie, Lord, who needs a place to stay when she comes and, and uh, has some surgery on her knee. We pray that you'd be with her. And Father, I pray, God, for our day Sunday. God, please help us, Lord. I pray that folks will be back, Lord, that all of our folks that are having some health issues, Lord, that you would strengthen them and raise them up, Lord, and those that I know that there's some having difficulty in coughing, and I pray, God, that you'd take that away from them, and, uh, Lord, that they'll be ready to be back in your house and worship you, Lord, this Sunday. And I pray, Father, that, God, that you'd send some lost folks, Lord, and they'll come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and, Lord, the baptismal waters are still here, and and, God, we can warm it up, and, Lord, we can baptize. And I pray, God, that you would please make a way, uh, Lord, that we can see somebody uh, transform from death unto life this coming Lord's Day, and we we'll give you praise for that. So, Lord, just watch over us. Bless us tonight in our Bible study. Help me, Lord, to rightly divide your word of truth, and God will give you praise for that. Bless this offering. We pray, God, that you would continue to bless our faith promise, Lord, as cards continue to come in. 
And I pray, God, that you'd help us to be good stewards of our missions, Lord, money, and helping, helping missionaries and, and uh, Lord, helping ministries, Lord, for the cause of Christ. And we'll give you the praise and give you the glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Do you have an offering? You please come. We'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 624, hymn 624. And then afterwards, we'd like for you to briefly greet each other before we have tonight's Bible uh, study. Hymn 624, Jesus is all the world to me. Let's sing all verses. Sing along. Uh, Jesus is all the world to me. My life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without him I would fall. When I am sad to him I go. No other one can cheer me so. When I am sad he makes me glad he's my friend amen verse two uh, jesus is all the world to me my friend and trial soar i go to him for blessings and he gives them o'er and o'er amen since the sunshine and the rain, he sends the harvest gold and grain. Sunshine and rain, harvest of rain, he's my friend. Uh, Jesus is all the world to me and true to him. I'll be, oh, how could I this friend deny when he's so true to me? Amen. Following him, I know I'm right. He watches o'er me day and night. Following him by day and night. is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust him now. I'll trust him when life's fleeting day shall end. 
Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy. He's my friend. Hey, man, please briefly greet each other at this time. Amen. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. That's right after Daniel chapter 5. I'm looking forward to this. I feel like I haven't preached in a month. You know, I've heard all, listened to all these preachers preach. That's one thing that that'll do for you. That'll get you ready to preach. Amen. Daniel chapter 6. Found your place if you're able. If you'd please stand in honor of reading the word of God. We'll read down through verse 9. Found your place, say amen. Amen. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto unto him, King Darius, live forever. And all the presidents of, uh, of the kingdom, you got to remember verse 7. Now, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and Sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius, he signed the writing and the decree. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, tonight as we uh, come before you and studying your word. Help us, Father, as I've already asked to rightly defi- divide the word of God. And Lord, I pray that we will just, uh, that we'll stay in the context of your word. And uh, God, it'll not only uh, encourage us, but it'll challenge us, God, in our Christian walk, Lord, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we, if we left off uh, the last lesson in, in, back in verse 29, and if you remember, Daniel had uh, given his interpretation uh, to Belshazzar, and Belshazzar, uh, you know, uh, he, he went ahead and rewarded Daniel uh, just like he was going to live forever, and we know that didn't happen. Uh, and he was, uh, Belshazzar was oblivious to the message of judgment that God had brought on him. And if you look back up in chapter 5 and look in verse 29 and verse uh, 30, it says, Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet, put a chain of gold about his neck, and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. But it says, in verse 30, in that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. 
Now, if you, when you read that, if you notice this, it, judgment, when it came quickly, came suddenly. And that very night, if you remember, the, the Medes and the Persians, they had diverted the Euphrates River and they, they crawled under the wall. And, uh, and I mean, maybe the guards were partying just like everybody else was. Maybe there were some uh, there that wasn't faithful or loyal to the uh, Babylonians. But whatever the uh, deal was, I mean, they, nobody was ready. To, to all the people, if you remember, the walls were so thick and so high, uh, they thought that they were impregnable and that they were safe. And so while the Medes and the Persians were outside, uh, unbeknownst to them, you know, digging under the walls of the city, uh, they were inside having a big party. But if you look in verse 31, it says, And Darius the, the, um, Darius the Median took over the kingdom, or took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old. So once the uh, Medes and the Persians, once they got inside, it was only a matter of time before they were in the banquet hall. You know, I mean, they knew right where to go. I, in, my, in my thinking, listen, everybody was in one place. All of, the, all of the dignitaries were over at this big banquet. You know, uh, Belshazzar was trying to throw a big to-do. He was trying to look good in front of everybody. So when you want to look good in front of everybody, you invite all the important people yeah. so they can look at you and see how, you know, mighty and big you are. So the, the Medes and the Persians, I, I believe they pretty much stormed into the banquet hall where Belshazzar was at. And they killed him right there on the spot. And not only did he lose his life, but he also lost his kingdom. And what I think was interesting is if you look back in Isaiah uh, chapter 45, if you, and you remember uh, what we had talked about, how uh, that God's judgment had come. This was the judgment of God. It wasn't a warning. The warnings had already come. And now it was time for the judgment of God. And folks, there's a time when God's warnings cease and judgment starts. And once judgment starts, listen, it's too late. I can remember as a as a boy growing up, and my daddy tell me to get in my back. In, you know, you go back there in your room. You know what's happening? Judgment. You know what? You know what? You know why? Because I didn't heed the warnings. The warnings took place, you know, days and weeks prior to that. And, and, and listen, and when my dad walked into the room, I'm telling you, you know what instantly I was saying? I won't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. Well, wait a minute. Guess what? It's too late. Judgment had started. I should have heeded the warnings weeks before. Well, it's the same thing with Belshazzar. The warnings of God had come long time before, but Belshazzar did not heed them. But if you look in Isaiah chapter 45 and, and look in verses 1 through 4, notice what it says, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two levied gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make thee make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden treasures of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. 
For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. You know what's, what's going on? God, uh, watch this, God is predicting the fall of Babylon 175 years before it took place. And God even gave his name. Listen, you know what that lets me know when you read this? 175 years before Babylon fell, God's telling them, listen, Babylon's going to fall, and this is the person that's going to take over. God even gave his name. You know what that tells me? That God's word's reliable. God's word stands true. And listen, if God's word is that accurate, then listen, it is still accurate today, period. So we can understand here that God's telling us what's going to take place. And when we come to Daniel chapter 6, we see the first thing happen is a conspiracy. I mean, Daniel chapter 6, it, it covers an event in history that we've all heard about. It's very familiar to us. You know what it is? What? Daniel and the lions then. We, we all know about that. But this is where it all gets started. Now, I mean... Uh, uh, Daniel chapter 6 picks up where Daniel chapter 5 left off. You see, the Medo-Persian rule has started with Darius, the appointed governor or the king, if you will, of Babylon. And so when he comes in, the first thing a new king does or a new governor, whatever you want to call it, he, he, he sets up a new administration. And so the action of Darius here, when he does that, sets the scene for a, an evil conspiracy against Daniel. And if you notice here, notice what's happened. Darius is now ruler over Babylon. Prophecy's been fulfilled. The Babylonian head, you remember the, uh, the big uh, uh, the image that we talked about in earlier chapters. The, the Babylonian head of gold had been replaced by the silver arms of the Medes and the Persians. And if you remember, as you go down this big uh, statue, the, the, uh, the, the, oh, the, the arms and the torso, they all get weaker. Okay? And we're seeing this. The first step, the, the Babylonian head, if you remember, of gold, it's been replaced by silver arms, which is the, represents the Medes and the Persian Empire. And so Darius, he goes in, sets up his new administration. He, he organized the kingdom, and you read it here, into its 120 provinces with princes that he's placed over each one. Now, over those provinces and princes, he installed three presidents, and over them he placed Daniel. If you look there in verse chapter 6, Notice it says in verse 2, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first. Now, that don't mean that Daniel was top dog. That's not what this verse is saying. It means that they chose him first. Okay, y'all still with me? Say amen. Okay, so he put him in first. He installed three presidents. But later, we're going to see, if you keep reading, it says, then Daniel, in verse 3, was preferred above the presidents and princes. And, and that lets us know that Daniel, now he's above all the other presidents. He's, he's the top president. He's over the rest of them. So we can see that Daniel selected, if you will, to be prime ministers, what I put here. So, to, if, you know, just somebody in charge of everything. So Daniel's got an important role in the reorganization of, of the Babylonian or of the former Babylonian empire. Now, in, if you remember this, Daniel is not a young guy. 
Daniel is probably in his late 80s, even in his early 90s. He's an old man. I mean, uh, he, he ought to be taking it easy by now. I mean, that's what I, I can hear myself telling my dad that. Dad, you're 90. You, you ought to take, I mean, really, you ought to. But dad wasn't that way. He said, man, in, in fact, I can still remember when and he was 88, 89. He goes, yeah, I've been thinking about when I turn 90, I might retire. And I said, daddy, you're 90. You know, I mean, it's really, well, think about it. Daniel's in the same place. But there's a verse in the New Testament that says this. It says, though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is renewed day by day. Listen, sometimes our body may wear out, but in our mind and in our heart, we still want to go. And all you older people can say, yeah, amen. Y'all say amen with me. I mean, and and, and notice what it says. It says that, that Daniel was preferred uh, above the presidents and princes, and it tells us why. Because an excellent spirit was in him. Uh, that ought to be said of every born-again child of God. But, uh, I mean, um, w- that ought to be our desire to have an excellent spirit in us. Amen. And that means that we are allowing the Holy Spirit of God to have a control of who we are and the way we act. Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't get a very big Amen. But, but who wants to be thought of as cantankerous when we get older? I don't. Now, I've been told about not that word, but I mean, I've been, you know, called other things. But listen, I want to, when I get old, I want people to say, man, that he has got, have you ever met somebody that just seemed like that they've got just an easygoing, sweet spirit about them? Y'all act like y'all never met anybody like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a pastor right now who used to play golf with us in our PGT thing, uh, pastored the same church for over 50 years, and I'm telling you, he was the sweetest, uh, kindest guy you'd ever meet. Now, I never saw him in, in you know, pastoring, but I'm te- I mean, when I knew him, that's what I knew him of. And I mean, and he was 85 when he finally stopped playing golf with us, and, and even when he hit bad shots, it's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, he was... He, he wanted to compete, but he just had a, a, an excellent spirit in him. And that's the way you and I ought to be. It's my desire not only to be, have a right spirit, but I want to be effective. Any, when, as long as God wants to use me, I want to be effective in the things of Almighty God. Amen. Listen, you ought to want to be the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> not just in the things of this world, but we ought to want to be effective as a child of God in the work of God, in the ministry of God. We ought, to be, we ought to have the desire that God will use us to be effective in the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church. And we can all say amen. amen. Listen, I'm, God help us, our, our, our country, and I was thinking about this the other day, and, and you may hear this again, but in my devotion I was reading, and uh, when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, uh, you, you remember that God had somebody to lead them. We're, we're going to start talking about them on him on Sunday afternoons. You remember what his name is? Moses. And Moses was a godly, uh, a strong godly leader. The Israelites needed that. But what happened? Moses, listen, when it came time for Moses to die, God took him up on the mountaintop and said, Moses, look, you can look over. Remember I told you, but you can't go in. And it's time for you to be with your people. And God buried him. 
but before God buried him, guess what? There's another man that was waiting in the wings that had come up through the shadow of Moses ready to lead the people. Who was it? Joshua. And you know that Joshua led and he was the same type of leader. He was a godly, strong leader. You know why? Because people need strong leadership. You say, well, how do you know about that, preacher? Well, what happened when Joshua went off the scene? You go into the period of Judges. And when you start reading, and this is just some notes that I've jotted down in my devotion time yesterday. Listen, when, when, when the leadership went off the scene and you got into a period of Judges, listen, Israel, the tribes of Israel began to splinter and go off in their own way. Listen, I'm telling you, we, we need something desperately today, and that is godly leaders. Godly leaders, men and women of God that will be led of the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, Daniel is that kind of man. But listen, we are anemic today with godly leaders. Your desire ought to be to be spirit-filled leadership. Listen, and be filled with God and to be the kind of leader that God wants you to be. And we can all say amen. So here's Daniel. He had an excellent spirit in him and and he wanted to be used of God. And, and even though he's older, listen, he is still effective. Uh, Daniel's success and, and, listen, and prosperity made him the object of jealousy. Amen. Somebody said this, and I like this. It's, it's the strongest warrior who is the object of his enemy's arrows. You ever thought about that? Listen. Sometimes you ever wonder why maybe nobody's shooting at you? Maybe you're not the strong, listen, maybe you're not the strong warrior that you ought to be. Oh, we still here, say amen. amen. When people are really doing something, I mean, they're doing their best to have a righteous, um, listen, a righteous, holy relationship with God, you can expect to be the object of jealousy. Daniel is no exception. Uh, look in verse 4. Uh, living for, uh, living godly, let me read this, and performing with excellence does not keep you from having enemies. In fact, it often makes you more of a target than you were before you started living for God. Yeah. Look in verse 4. It said, look at that very first word. What's, this, what's the very first word in verse 4? Then. Oh, yeah. What do you mean then? Well, after Daniel was chosen to be a president, after Daniel was chosen to be top president, after Daniel was said to have had an excellent spirit in him, after he was Darius set him over the whole realm, then. Then what? Well, look in verse 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. I mean, you know what that is? That's the green-eyed monster of jealousy. I mean, he's reared up his ugly head. and Well, why? why? I mean, because he was where they wanted to be. I mean, he's in the position that they wanted to be in. Now, think about this. Listen, who saved their nation? 
Literally. Who saved? Daniel did. I mean, and here he is. He saved their nation. He, he has lived a pure life in front of them. I mean, he did, he did nothing but good, but they hated him for it. Yeah. The godliness and righteous life Daniel, of Daniel was a daily condemnation of the corruptness of those guys that looked at him and watched him, those other presidents, those other princes. And it made them feel guilty. Yeah, amen. Now the answer for these guys was not to change their life. Well, I'm not, you know, wait a minute. How can we, listen, what can we do about all this? Well, let's see. I don't know. Maybe uh, repent. Maybe get your life right. Maybe get prayed up. Maybe get in the word of God. Maybe say, Lord, show me what I need to be doing and, and how I can be more like that man. Listen, God, he's a godly man. Well, I mean, I feel convicted in my heart. Okay, God, what can I do? I know. Let's kill him. Let's don't change our life. Let's just get rid of the guy that's making us feel guilty. That's what's going on. So they set out a conspiracy. He became the object of a government investigation. <laughs> I mean, really, that's exactly what happened. I mean, they're going to try to get rid of him, so they, so they seek to find fault. Any reason they can find to charge him with wrong. And by the way, if you live a godly life and you perform well on the job, then you are not likely to be received or liked by everybody. Amen. But now, listen, now why is it, though, that when we do our best to live right, uh, and we're talk I'm talking about on the job or wherever, when we do our best to live right and we do our best to do the right thing and in the eyes of God and according to the Word of God, why does it always surprise us when people don't like us? It ought not to. I mean, listen, we, we're living behind enemy lines. Uh, why should, so it, it ought never surprise us that if we're trying to live godly and trying to do the right thing, it ought not ever surprise us because people don't like us. Same thing right here. I mean, you're and notice Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 27. Turn there and I want you to see this. When we do our best to live right and people don't like us, we kind of get a little worried and it bothers, bothers us a little bit. But Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 27, it reminds us and says, He that is upright in the way. You know what it means by the way, right? Because Jesus said, I am the way. In other words, when we try to live like the Lord Jesus Christ, when we try to live a holy and a righteous and a godly life, it's, God says, He that is upright in the way is what? Abomination to who? The wicked. In other words, unrighteousness dislikes righteousness. It's always been that way, and it will always be that way. Uh, the Bible says it the way, talks about the ways of the righteous condemn the wicked. We're seeing it right here take place with Daniel and these princes. Uh, and then, it, so it says, then. Well, it says, then the other two presidents and the 120 princes were those who sought to find something wrong in Daniel's life. Those guys that worked with him, those who were the closest to him, these are the ones that are seeking to try to get rid of him. 
And it always seems like that those that are closest to us are always the ones that just want to just stab us in the back. They don't stab you in the front because they might see you coming. But notice in verse 5, look what it says. Or verse 4 says they, they could find no, no occasion or none occasion or fault for as much as he was faithful Neither was there any error or fault found in him. I'm telling you, they looked, but they couldn't find anything. It was a waste of time to try to find fault with Daniel. So look in verse 5, it says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. Watch, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Now look what that, watch this. Since they couldn't find anything wrong with him in his character, they decided to work on the weakness and the character of Darius. Okay? Darius, he's a, listen, Darius didn't get to where he's at because he's dumb. I mean, this guy is smart. He was a brilliant administrator, and he knew it. You ever met people like that, that know that they're pretty intelligent and they know it? Amen. I mean, in other words, he was a, Darius was a prideful individual. Well, I'm going to show you. I mean, and, and by the way, Darius sometimes thought that he was more of a God than a man. You say, how do you know that? Well, we're going to get to it. So they got Darius to sign a decree, a decree that, that uh, was crafted, that was done so, crafted to the place where they could stop Daniel's promotion. They wanted to stop Daniel in his tracks. So there they went, listen, since they couldn't find any fault with Daniel, they're going to go to Darius to try to find, to try to get him some, uh, get him to help them with Daniel. But Darius doesn't know this. I mean, they are appealing to Darius' uh, prideful, uh, it, you know, his pride in him. Listen, Every person we've talked about that's been in trouble to this point has gotten in trouble for the same reason. Remember what it is? Pride. Pride. Yeah. So here they are. They're coming to him in, in verse 5. Notice what they say about Daniel again. It says, except we find fault against Daniel concerning the law of his God. Now watch. Daniel is so devoted to God that they're going to use his devotion to God against him. Okay? That's what's happening. Listen, not too many Christians today are that devoted. Okay? Um, devoted to the Lord so that the enemy can count on them to be faithful in their devotion to where they can use it against them. Now, can I say this? Listen, the world knows the extent of our devotion. Uh, we can't fool them. They know how strong your commitment to God is. They know. They know how strong your commitment to God. They know how strong your devotion to God is. They watch. They take note. They know when we're not in church. I mean, now y'all are here, so just say amen. They know when we sneak off. And sometimes we don't sneak. Sometimes we just go. Um, but the world takes notice. They take notice when we give in to temptation. 
they make a mental note. And I'm telling you, 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 you ever, does the devil ever use you against you? Yeah. Satan knows where our weakness is. And he uses it against us. Listen, the world does the same thing. They take note. But listen, the best advertisement that we could have as a church is not some crafty thing to put out here on our sign. Uh, the best advertisement we could have is, is not some type of a good promotion. And I, I mean, those things are well and good, I guess, in their place. Um, but that's not the best advertisement that, that a church or even, listen, I mean, and we've got all kinds of marketing. You go to the bookstore today, there are marketing strategies uh, everywhere you look from people who want to market. Let me help you market your church. We can really help your church grow. And man, listen, I'm telling you, if you'll just read this book and follow these five simple principles, listen, your church will really grow. No, wait a minute. That is not the best advertisement or the best thing that we could do for Central Park Baptist Church. Can, can we can all say amen? amen? Amen. No, the best advertisement for a church is for this church, this and this place to be full of church members. When the church is open, when the doors are ready for worship, listen, the best advertisement would be 100% participation for the membership of this church. Amen. Um, where we could say, man, we wouldn't have to have, I've, we've had big promotion days and said, we're going to have a 100% day. Well, what is that? That means that we're going to do our best to have 100% of, of, of the membership of this church in their place. Oh, well, preacher, I've had this plan for months. Exactly my point. Um, listen, best advertisement for this church to be full of church members and had somebody lost sitting there with them. Yeah. Um, every week. You say, man, preacher, that's, that takes, yes, it does. It takes us to be committed to God. Daniel is this kind of guy. Now that, and, and he, in fact, he's so faithful and so committed to his relationship to God, they're going to use it against him. And they knew they could because they could count on Daniel to be where Daniel needed to be, doing what Daniel needed to be doing. So listen, they could count on that. They knew that. Listen, you know why? They'd been watching him. Just like the world watches us. So here they go. Look in verse 6 and 7. I just called this King Darius, God for a month. Look in verse 6 and 7. Then these presidents and, and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. You know what they're doing? They're appealing to his sense of pride. Oh, yeah, they're, they are really puffing him up. Look in verse 7. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, watch, look at these next words, save of thee. I mean, these presidents, princes, they appeal to Darius' pride and for 30 days no one could pray to any other god but Darius. And you know what Darius does? Oh, a decree that you can only pray to me for 30 days? Where do I put my name? 
I mean, he signed it immediately. Uh, for 30 days, no broken-hearted parent could pray for their child. Supposed to. It's what they said. You still see it? For 30 days, um, no sinner could call on God for salvation. For 30 days, nobody could gather in worship. Hmm. I mean, you can't gather in worship no more. That's non-essential. But if you need some down at Walmart or, or Home Depot to work on your house, oh, well, that's essential. I mean, um, 30 days, uh, they couldn't pray, they couldn't do anything. And man, he jumped right on it and he signed it. And notice, notice the word in, uh, in chapter 7, the very first word, look what it says. What's it, what's it say? No, that's a lie. This is what they're saying. This is what these presidents and princes are saying. All. You know, and if you notice there, it also tells us that it says they assemble together. That word assemble together literally means to be turbulent. It means to be in tumult. And have you ever noticed that evil causes have a habit of behaving disorderly, unruly? Yet society today, listen, we've got to that place where we protect ungodly behavior and we punish those who want to pray and worship in an orderly manner. Yeah. So these presidents get together. And it says all but, no, that means all but one. All but one. Who, who got left out? Yeah. You know why he got left out? I mean, because he's a godly man. He, he was, uh, they knew that he was uh, living for God. They knew that he was righteous and they knew that he couldn't find fault for him. So if they were going to do their evil deed, they're going to leave him out. Yeah. They left him out so they could formulate their evil plan against him. Um, so even though they said all, why, well, why did they say all? Because it shows Darius that we're all in this together and, you know, we've all voted and, and we've all come together, King Darius, on, on your behalf. We've all got, Darius, listen, man, we all got together and we came up with this thing and you're such a great guy, you know, and such a noble individual and you're high and lifted up and we're just going to, listen, we believe that we ought to do this for 30 days. That nobody can pray to anybody else but you. Well, remember, he thought himself more of a God than a man. So he signed it immediately. And, but they left out Daniel. You know, when it comes to stuff like the things the world does, folks, listen, I, and I mean this sincerely, you know what? You can just leave me out. Uh, I've been there and done that. And you know what? You know what's there at the end of that? Heartache, suffering, pain, sorrow, an ungodly testimony. You can just leave me out. And you know what? Don't bother me a bit. 
I'll have more, I'll have more fun and joy spending time reading my Bible and talking to God than you could ever have doing the things that the world does. Yeah. I've, 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 I tell my kids, I've lived two lifetimes. The first lifetime I lived from the time I was about 17 till the time I was about 25. Yeah. My second lifetime, I'm still living it. Because I came to the place where I said, God, listen, it's all worthless. And I, I still remember the missionary talked the other day. I can't remember who it was, but he said, there comes a time in everybody's life where they have an opportunity to either go forward or go back. And it reminded me of an old sermon that God gave me, and, and I, I haven't found it. I'm looking for it years ago, and I, I titled it The Sound of Going Back. And you know, I don't want to go back. Um, I don't want to do the things that this old world does. I want to move forward. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward to the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and if people choose to leave me out, hey, uh, that's fine. I, I don't, that don't bother me a bit. You know, that there's no saying there ain't no skin off my nose. As far as me and my house go, I'm just going to serve the Lord. Well, old Daniel, um, he's, he's still moving for God, but they left him out. Listen, when the world gets together to do the things that dishonor God, do they count you out? Or do they send you an invitation? Pretty good question. When they got together, these princes and these presidents, when they got together to um, make up their evil plan, uh, uh, listen, they left him out. I, I don't want an invitation, you know. Years ago, I guess about 10 years ago, somebody gave me a, uh, a scratch-off thing. And I thought, what? I said, I didn't even know how to, you know, I still remember. I told my wife, I went and looked, and I said, look, look at that, somebody, it was a church member. I said, I don't, first thing is, I don't know why they would even give it to me. The second thing is, I don't even know how to do it. I said, what'd you do with it? I tore it up and threw it in the trash. No, I didn't give it to anybody. You know why? I didn't want somebody else to gamble. It's, it's wrong whether, but you know what I mean? I mean, listen, folks, uh, when we, we ought to just want to live for God and, and, and just do the right thing, no matter what. And if the world does their thing, then l let them do it. But when they want to do it, God help them to just count us out. You know, I want to be counted worthy of the Lord God in my calling on the Lord Christ, on the Lord God, and God help us to do that. Listen, uh, I, I want them to. I want them to leave you out. That that ought to be your desire, to to say no. Can't ask him. No, can't ask him. No. Listen, it ought to be that way for every church member in this church. That when the world gets together to do something that goes against the Word of God, your name ought not ever come up unless it's come up. Say no, nope, don't ask that one. Listen, why? Because the ways of the righteous condemn the wicked.
Old Daniel, he's still moving in his late 80s, early 90s. And they're mad at him because here's this old man of God just making them feel miserable because of his testimony. God help us to do the same thing. Father, help us, Lord. And God, I pray that, Lord, when the old world gets together and they're going to, when we try to live right and live holy and righteous, God, when uh, the old world will be jealous, they don't want to live godly and be holy so that you can bless. Lord, they just want to be where, where we are as children of God when you begin to bless. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us to and strengthen us to live right. And when the, when the world gets together, I pray, God, that they'll leave us out. And, God, that our names will not come up. They'll not give us an invitation. And, Lord, we'll be okay with that. So, Lord, help us again to be like Daniel, uh, to be a man of God. Lord, just fill with the Spirit of God that has an excellent spirit within us and be used of you in a mighty way. Lord, please give this time of invitation, Lord, and speak to our hearts. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, maybe you just want to come, maybe the Lord's laid something on your heart, then I just ask you to come. Just spend a moment with him. Still he 